Section 15 of The Diary of a Country Parson by James Woodford, read by John Greenman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 1773. January 6th. Painter Clark's family is under great distress concerning his son Charles, who went to London on Christmas Day and have heard nothing of him since, and also that a horse and bridle was found on Hounslow Heath on Monday, December 28th, with a man genteelly dressed, booted and spurred, was found under a hedge near the horse shot through the head as mentioned in the Salisbury paper Monday last. No one knew of his going to London but John Burge, and to whom he promised to write when he got to town, and he has received no letter at all from him. February 10th. I went in the evening to the play with the Justice, Creed. The play was Hamlet, and the entertainment, Hob in the Well. March 1st. Brother John spent the evening at Parsonage, but was noisy, being merry, and his seeing Nancy Wasson ride by our house this afternoon, and is reported to be married to Andrew Russ this morning. Parson Rawkins and other person with her. March 28th. Mr. John Pounsett of Cole spent the afternoon, supped, and spent the evening at Parsonage. He has an inclination for my sister Jane. I think it would do well. April 14th. To Elizabeth Critch this morning, one year's wages, due Lady Day last past, paid her three pounds three shillings. April 17th. Sister Clark, James and Richard Clark, Jenny Clark, and Sam spent the major part of the morning with me, and agreed pretty well upon some matters relating to their affairs. The old doctor, I find, is not worth much less than sixteen thousand pounds. He had destroyed his will, and the diarist induces him to make another in the interests of his family, as the money would be divided up unfairly if he died intestate. April 22nd. I went up to Dr. Clark's this morning by the desire of Sister Clark and James, and desired him to make a will agreeable to his family and himself, and he agreed so to do, which I am very glad of. The poor doctor cried a little. May 21st. A gray owl was found in my back kitchen this morning. He came down the chimney. I gave him his liberty again. May 22nd. Very busy all the morning in trimming up my geraniums. On June 13th he takes duty at Batcombe, by arrangement with Mr. Wickham, who was to take the diarist services at Carrie and Ansford. But as soon as he got out of church at Batcombe, a message is brought him that Mr. Wickham was not come to serve my churches. After a hasty dinner he rides back, post-haste, just in time to take a late service at Carrie Church. But naturally there was grumbling over the incident. He notes, Mr. Cowards, note, Thomas Coward, Esquire, Sheriff at Somerset in 1771. His family of Spargrove was at Batcombe Church with many other good families. July 8th. We all went from Sister Clark's up into South Carry to the Royal Oak to see Mr. Neville's grand machinery, being the whole of the woolen manufactory, from one end of it to the other, and all in motion at once. It is very curious indeed, three thousand movements at once going, composed by Mr. Neville himself, and which took him nigh thirty years in completing it. July 19th. Mr. Frank Woodford was this morning inducted into the living of Ansford, 
and he immediately sent me a line that he intends serving Ansford next Sunday himself, which notice of my leaving the curacy is, I think, not only unkind, but very ungentlemanlike. I must be content. Far be it from me to expect any favor at all from that house. All their actions toward me are bad. I intend to quit the parsonage house when my year is up, which will be Lady Day next, and to take up my residence once more at New College. July 28th. Sister Clark came to let me know that Frank dines with them to-morrow, by Richard's invitation, upon the goose that Sister Clark invited me to dine upon as to-morrow, therefore shall not go. This is the second time of being disappointed to dine there, first upon a fawn and now a goose. One, Mem. James Clark invited me to dine at his house upon part of a fawn last week but did not mention any particular day. However, they had it last week, and never let me know it. 2. Mem. Sister Clark invited me yesterday to come and dine upon a goose, as to-morrow, and now I cannot go, as Frank is to dine there, and whom I don't choose to associate with. The next time I am invited there I shall take care how I promise them. August 24th. I called at Mrs. White's and stayed with her and her daughter Betsy till eight o'clock this evening. Betsy White came from London only last Saturday. She is greatly improved and handsomer than ever. August 30th. As I was coming from Four Acres down the lane this morning between seven and eight, I met my Uncle Tom on horseback with his servant going to Mrs. Powell's in Herefordshire. He said to me, Good morrow to you and I made him a bow, and said, Your servant, sir. September 1st. He hears of a vacancy in the mastership of Bedford School. The third best thing in the gift of new college. A new built house with an exceeding handsome garden, fifty guineas paid the master every quarter, fuel, candles, and all kinds of expenses about the house and gardens paid for the master, and no taxes whatsoever. An usher also found and paid by the charity, about twelve boys to teach by the master and usher. The only bad thing belonging to it is being a borough town, and there is no such thing as being neuter. Upon the whole I like it very well, and I believe I shall accept of it, if it comes to me. On September 6th he hands Mr. Wickham notice of his giving up carry courtesy at Michaelmas, and visits my dear Betsy White, and on September 13th he enters that Andrew Russ and Nancy Wasson are married that day. On September 16th, I carried my dear maid of Shepton some peaches, etc., etc. On October 4th he sets out with his boy for Oxford on horseback to hear about Bedford. Unfortunately, one Hook is nominated by New College for Bedford on October 14th, and next day the diarist starts home for Ansford. December 14th. He leaves Ansford to take up his residence at Oxford. I left my whole family rather dejected this morning. Pray God preserve them and make my journey of good to them. December 16th. Exceeding disagreeable to me, yet Oxford seems being so contrary to my old way of living. December 17th. Things seem something better today, and I hope will more so daily. When I get to college... He is at present at the Blue Boar. December 24th. Mem, 
I dreamt very much of poor old Alice Stacy of Ansford and my man William Corp last night, the former that she had a vast discharge of matter from her breast, the latter that he was very drunk and almost killed by a fall from a horse, both of which I thought I saw very plainly. December 25th. I breakfast and slept again in my rooms. I went to chapel this morning at nine o'clock, being Christmas Day, and received the Holy Sacrament from the hands of our warden who was present. The warden was on one side of the altar, and myself being sub-warden on the other side. I read the epistle for the day at the altar, and assisted the warden in going round with the wine. For an offering at the altar gave one shilling. The dean of Christchurch, who is bishop of Chester, preached this morning at Christchurch, but I did not attend at it and b the dean of christchurch always preaches this day in the morning at christchurch cathedral i dined in the hall and fourteen senior fellows with me i invited the warden to dine with us as is usual on this day but his sister being here could not we had a very handsome dinner of my ordering as i order dinner every day being sub-warden we had for dinner two fine cods boiled with fried soles round them and oyster sauce a fine sirloin of beef roasted some peas soup and an orange pudding for the first course for the second we had a lease of wild ducks roasted a four-quarter of lamb and salad and mince pies we had a grace cup before the second course brought by the butler to the steward of the hall who was mr adams a senior fellow who got out of his place and came to my chair, and there drank to me out of it, wishing me a merry Christmas. I then took it of him, and drank wishing him the same, and then it went round, three standing up all the time. From the high table the grace cup goes to the bachelors and scholars. After the second course there was a fine plum cake brought to the senior table, as is usual on this day, which also goes to the bachelors after after grace is said there is another grace cup to drink omnibus wicamesis which is drunk as the first only the steward of the hall does not attend the second grace cup we dined at three o'clock and were an hour and a half at it we all then went into the senior calm room where the warden came to us and sat with us till prayers the wine drunk by the senior fellows domus pays for prayers this evening did not begin till six o'clock at which i attended as did the warden i supped etc in the checker we had rabbits for supper roasted as is usual on this day the sub-warden has one to himself the bursars each one apiece the senior fellows one half a one apiece the junior fellows a rabbit between three and b put on this day a new coat and waistcoat for the first time End of section 15, 1773.